This is Scratch Your Own Itch, the one show that delivers the conversations that we're afraid to share, but need to. This show is all about creating a life worth living. I'm Logan Tyler Nelson, and I'm your host. So you're going to hear conversations with creators and entrepreneurs talk about what they do, their current and past traumas, how they became who they are, and what they are truly curious about. This is the show where we talk about the things we think about a lot, but need to talk about more. Please take note that this show is not a substitute for actually creating a life worth living, because this show will stir your beliefs, make you question what it means to create a life worth living. So my promise to you is to always give you one question to answer for yourself today, to start turning your dreams into a reality. Hey friends, so let me ask you real quick. Are you someone who's trying to get more visibility? Who's trying to be in front of the crowd? Well, if that's you, I want to let you know that first of all, you're not alone. Second of all, if you want to get on more podcasts or ones that actually scratch your own itch, meaning maybe you have a book or a business, or maybe you do speaking, or if you don't yet do speaking, maybe you can, and maybe you'd love to. Well, I put something together for you and in this little giveaway, I'm going to show you how to pitch yourself or podcast and how to actually be professional when you show up so you can be the next authority in your niche. So you can start scratching your own itch. I know what it's like to build something, create something, and then there just be crickets. No one wants that. You need to be seen. You need to be heard because you have a message to share, a message that is worthy of hearing. Podcasts nowadays, more than ever, are being consumed by people. And guess who's actually learning the knowledge that's being shared? It's podcast listeners. It gives you a license to be an authority in whatever area you really dream of being an authority in. So if this at all starts to give you a little itch to scratch, just email logan at logantylernelson.com. Again, that's logan at logantylernelson.com. My curiosity question for you is, how do you fail at everything and then still find strength to keep going? Okay, let me ask this question again. How do you fail at everything and then still find strength to keep going? Okay, let me set the tone. You feel like everything you try doesn't turn out the way you thought it would. People say, follow your passion and you'll never work a day in your life. But what if every time you follow your passion, it leads you to, well, failure. Feeling as if you're not quite good enough at anything. Or maybe you've heard the quote that no matter what you do, just work hard and you'll get everything you want. And you create your own luck by working hard. Well, (laughs) You try this and this doesn't turn out well either. So if any of this is resonating with you and you wanna learn how to actually profit from your passions and to really find that missing link, this episode is for you. Because my guest today is the one and only Colin Morgan. Colin Morgan is a former professional golfer 
who now is a successful podcast host and part owner of the Plan to Profit group, (laughs) where they not only help entrepreneurs, but they keep them thriving in their business through creating strategic business plans. Colin is an expertise in using storytelling and sales to increase revenue and get new business for his clients and business. But that just only scratches the very surface of what Colin does and who Colin really is. So without further ado, give a huge warm welcome to the one and only Colin Morgan. Logan, man, super excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh man, thank you so much. I Hey, I, I, I feel like anybody that's about to listen to this is going to get a whole whirlwind of, um, of just rawness uh, because I've spoken to you off air and, and you're just a super real guy, super, super transparent with who you are. And not only that, but I think it's from a huge giving. You've gone through some, some, some hardships, man. And, um, you know, personally, one thing that I resonate with is that is that, uh, you know, feeling like uh, you've got to be this one thing in life. You know, for you as professional golf, for me as acting. And, and then all of a sudden having to really actually make a change because that wasn't working out. Um, could you kind of give a little glimpse uh, behind how you started, you know, for me I call scratching your surfaces by solving a really huge problem for yourself and then solving it for other people at the same time. So when I ask you, you know, how to re-identify yourself, that's kind of the exact thing that I'm talking about is being able to really pivot and uh, solve that problem for you. So what's the story behind your your golf professional um, career and what happened with it? Yeah, I mean, it was fairly (laughs) short-lived. I'm always honest and open about that. Um, After university, I went two years to university in a college down in Oklahoma, and I'd left early um, due to some things that happened. And at the time, I really didn't have any skills and or I didn't think I had any skills, so to speak. So the one thing that I'd always been good at is sports. And specifically at that time, it was golf. And one person kind of came up and put it in my ear like, hey, you should try playing professionally. So <clears throat> that sounded really exciting to me. I thought it was something that I really wanted to do. I loved golfing. It was a way to get myself out of my own head, get on a course, think about new things and just kind of enjoy being outside with with friends. And so I tried it for about three years. I traveled around all of North America. Uh, I lived in Arizona, Florida, played in Canada and I played on a lot of mini tours and I did so for around two and a half years. Came to the third year and I made the decision that I was going to go all in with golf. I'm like, I'm going to fly out to Arizona. I'm going to spend four months preparing for Q school, PGA tour Q school at the time, um, where it was like four, four rounds on the first stage and there was four stages. So 16 rounds total to try to be on the PGA tour. And I got about three months in and I was on the ninth hole of a golf tournament. My brother was caddying for me. And I remember just walking down the fairway and feeling really just unhappy. I was pissed off. I, I had a horrible attitude. I had spent, you know, my three months of time in Arizona. I hadn't experienced anything. All that I still can remember are golf courses and people, which is which is sad to me. 
And I just, I made a decision right there in the ninth hole that I'm going to stop. And it was a difficult decision because you know, entry fees are 12, 1500 bucks for anyone who knows anything about professional golf. It's expensive, but I just decided that, you know what, it's not worth it for me and I have to stop and I need to look at my life differently and make a change. And from that moment on, like I moved back to Canada where I did still try to golf a little bit, but it didn't work because I feel like I had one foot out the door. But it was a difficult transition for me to, you know, my whole life I'd always thought I would be a professional golfer. Growing up, I had major success at a young age golfing. And I just kind of foresaw that continuing as I got older in different levels. And when that's kind of taken away and look and I, I look at myself and I go, this isn't happening anymore. I mean, it's a really tough thing to do because now I really don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm back at home. And like I said, I don't have a lot of skills or I don't think I have a lot of skills. And I just try different things. I picked up and I, I bartended. I served. I worked at a golf course. I ended up managing a golf course, hotel, restaurant. But all those jobs, like I, I knew there was something more for me. So I tried starting businesses and I tried starting three businesses. I tried starting an e-commerce website. I tried starting an online golf teaching business and I tried to open my own used car dealership. All of them failed. And I kind of sit back and once all those failed, I'm like, hey, <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. I felt like a complete loser. But the one thing that sports teaches you is to not quit. Like there's always going to be a bad shot. There's always going to be, you know, something that happens. But you just there's always the next game. There's always the next round. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to figure out how to do this the right way. Um, but I didn't do that for two, three months. Like I went through a period where I was depressed. I was drinking too much. I was doing all the wrong things. But, you know, I got introduced to self-education. I got introduced to reading and podcasts and looking at people online like Grant Cardone and Gary Vaynerchuk and looking at how other successful people were doing it. And I got curious. And my dad, he was uh, writing business plans at the time. I went to him. I'm like, Dad, what are you doing? <laughs> I need to know what you're doing. I need to learn what's happening. And I started to see like all the success that he was helping other businesses with. And I'm like, I started to figure out what I was doing wrong. And the biggest thing was is that I was just in search of a quick buck because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I'm like, how can I make money quickly? And by doing that, ultimately, everyone knows when you do that, you fail at it. Um, so I started to look at things differently. And I started to, instead of trying to wait to find out what I'm passionate about, I learned quickly that you don't, you can never wait to find out what you're passionate about. You're never going to find something that you're looking for. You create it. So I started to create myself. I started to educate myself and I molded myself into a person. Just, I almost come myself like a, a sponge. Everything I took in and I just learned, I learned skills. I got better. It molded me into working and now ultimately partnering with my father, Paul, launching this podcast. But it's just that sort of mental switch of just realizing that there's more out there and that you can't do it alone. But if you're going to try something, you have to look at what other successful people did, how they got there. Um, because if you try it on your own, you're going to go down a really bad path. <laughs> 
Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, that's a dude. That's a crazy story. Um, wow. Uh, so many places I could go with that right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, one thing that's really I'm just curious about is like, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, we still we can go through these things and, and look back and reflect and go, you know, hey, this this uh, this is what I'm meant to do because heck, I've been doing this and that, you know, whatever it may be, X, Y, Z for you is golf. And, and it taught me how to not quit and how to keep going. But now it's business. It's this that you're helping your dad. At the end of the day, um, you know, let's talk about that. Let's talk about exactly, let's, let's get some, some, let's not beat around the bush. When someone comes to you and was like, you know, hey, I'm really passionate about this. Uh, like I started a podcast, for example, or maybe I, I you know, I started a YouTube channel and I want to, I want to learn how to monetize it. I'm really into just having deep conversations or I'm really into maybe um, uh, just sharing my story because I've, I've struggled and the only thing that makes me feel better is, is by helping other people share their stories. How do I actually profit from that? Are there any tricks that you would do? What would you do? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I think you have to go in it without the intention of being rich. I think you have to really love what you're doing. And to turn your passion into your profit, it's exactly that. It's passion first. It's not turn your profit into your passion. Um, so you have to figure out what it is. You have to become very self-aware to figure out what it is that you want to do. Now, if you have a great idea, what we always tell people is it's like hurry up and slow down. Like everyone gets so excited, right? You got a business idea. You're like, I'm just going to go. I'm going to do everything. But a lot of times, like even though you're passionate about it, it doesn't always work. And, you know, eight out of 10 businesses, they fail after a year and the same number, I think, after two years. And it's for a reason. Um, people are so gung ho about doing something. They feel so passionate about it. They feel like it can't fail that they just do it. And they don't really think ahead and they don't create just a small strategic plan to understand this is how I'm going to do it. This is the path that, I, that I'm going to take. And things change. 100% things change. And that's why it has to be a flowing plan. But you have to have a baseline for where you want to go. And the way I look at it is um, if I'm trying to drive where you are, Logan, and I'm here in Canada, you're, you're in the U.S., the first thing that I'm going to do is type in my GPS how to get there. Because if I get my car and start driving, I'm just guessing. And I'll eventually get there, but it's probably going to take me a really long time. I'm going to go through a lot of gas. And I'm probably going to get lost a whole bunch and get really pissed off. But if I can just use a tool that's right in front of me, my phone, and put in your address, it's going to take me on the fastest route. So that's essentially what you want to have happen with yourself is just slow down, create a strategic plan for yourself, get really clear on who you're going to help. And start small. You don't have to start with investor money. You don't have to start going to a bank and getting a loan. I, I was, I'm working with someone right now, a buddy of mine who, who's 25 years old. He has eight income properties. And he's like, I'm trying to get off and do something on my own. I want to create an online course. I'm like, listen, you'll get to an online course. Right now, your goal should be to help three people buy and sell their first income property or buy and hold their first income property. If you can create one, two, or three success stories, that's gonna motivate you to do more and more. And then eventually, once you've built up that audience, now you can come in the back door with a course. But I feel like 
I'm sure you see it, Logan, like all the time. People come out with a, a course and they launch it. You put in all the work, you put in all the effort, you put in marketing dollars and it just doesn't work and it sucks. I've done it. Um, and the thing that I've learned to do is when you're trying to turn your passion into a profit is you have to build your audience first and you do that through starting a podcast. You do that through getting attention and you find out very quickly like the biggest thing in business is how do you get yourself and your business out of obscurity? How do you get more eyeballs on what you're doing and how do you teach people what it is that you do and share your why of why you're doing it? And if you can do that and convey that message to multiple people, you create fans and then eventually those fans will pay you for what you do when you come out with something. So it's sort of starting off very small, working very strategically in order to get to a point where, okay, now I can start making some money off my passion. I love it, man. I love it. So it sounds like slow and steady wins the race. <laughs> yeah, everyone wants to go fast, right? Mm, yeah. I want to go fast, but like, and you may go fast, but just plan for just slow, steady growth. And if you just plan for that, if you do go fast, well, great. Enjoy the ride. I love it. Um, one question that comes up to me, though, is is when you start building this audience, you know, there are some people that will say, like, you know, what do you do? What do you what do you sell? Like, uh, you know, how can I help you? And what if what if they have no course or what if they have no book or, you know, what if they have no products to sell, but they're just doing this because heck, they love, they love it. They love, they love making these videos. You know, they're content creators. I know a lot of content creators that are out there, for example, that are just making free YouTube videos because they want to entertain themselves. Yeah. They're scratching their own itch per se. Uh, they got this itch to just entertain or they have this itch to go deep with these conversations and talk about things that we think about a lot and need to talk about more. And um, I'm being a little selfish right now by by using me as an example. <laughs> but still, I mean, there I know there's a ton of people out there with the same problem. Um, even, even business owners, you know, they're creating content and they're just like, you know, it's, it feels like it's just free. Like, yeah. uh, and it is, <laughs> I love how you just answer it. Yeah, it is free. So, it is free. um, what if, what if you don't, don't have anything to really offer? What do you do then? Well, you're just putting out for like, like say something like with, with what you're doing. I mean, it is free. Anyone can go on iTunes. Anyone can go on your website, Stitcher, wherever this is, and they can listen to it for free. But the thing is, is that you're building yourself as someone of an authority figure. And even though you don't have a product, you don't have a service necessarily, all you're doing is building your audience. And when you get to a point where you have a few hundred people who love what you do and tune in every day, now you can start to reach out to them. And, you know, something I would small I would do is just, you know, do something as simple as, hey, I'm looking to start something. I'm wondering more so I'm wondering about you. I'm wondering what it is that you're struggling with. I'm wondering if I can get on the phone with you for 15 minutes and just pick their brain, what it is that they do, what they're struggling with, and what you'll find is a common theme. And once you find that common theme, that'll spark something in you in order to start to, to fill that gap for them. And then that's a way in which you can come out with something. But I wouldn't worry about it. Like even if you, if you don't have something, like I said, even if it's just, even if you don't even have a job, something like a podcast or creating videos on YouTube. I know someone who just, he was a regular sales guy. He started doing um, videos on YouTube and someone hired him for six figure job a year to be his right hand man in sales. Like that's what can happen. And that's the, the world we live in. 
and you have to start thinking that way. But don't go into it, you know, don't worry about it this time if you don't have a product or service because, you know, your audience will tell you what you want, what they want, and then one day when you come up with something, you can provide it to them and help them. Nice, nice, nice. I love it. I want to switch back gears to you, and um, I want to kind of ask you just like right now, you know, you're sitting around on a Tuesday night hanging out, and you start to get a little curious about things. Where are your go-to resources for uh, finding the information that you want to find out about? <clears throat> is there something specific, like yeah. in terms of health or, or business? You, or? Whatever is, is an itch that you feel like you need to scratch with curiosity. I know you're passionate about business. I know you're passionate about uh, sports. I know you're passionate about psychology. Where are those um, resources that you go to to find the best of the best? Yeah, if I'm thinking in terms of mindfulness, right? And I think that's something that I'm really focusing on now is how, and I've always been intrigued with how do we get ourselves in peak performance? Like I've always been intrigued even when I was in sports. Like how does how does someone how did someone like Tiger Woods get themselves in that spot every single time it counted and be able to execute? So one one person who's doing that very well is Jack Cornfield. Um, I think his website's jackcornfield.com, but he's just amazing in terms of just mindfulness and how meditation and breathing can help you calm your body and mind to get you centered and focused and thinking clearly and at your peak performance. Um, something else, you know, in terms of diets, uh, if I'm trying to look at things to do with diet, uh, I wish I knew his name right here. Um, but I spoke to someone recently and now I've been following him. <clears throat> Ben Greenfield, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. Daniel Daniel Thomas Hind has oh, been oh, one. Okay. okay. Yeah, he's been great. Um, and then if I'm just looking for you know something, I'll I'll turn to a book or I'll turn to a YouTube video, and uh, that that's kind of the way I do it. But uh, it really depends on on where I am. And in, in the morning times, I'm looking for motivation. In the afternoon, I'm looking to to kind of calm myself down. At night, I'm just looking to slow down. So it really depends on the time of day, but those are kind of like my go-to resources. I love it, man. I really, really love it. Um, so I kind of want to talk a little bit about your podcast too because um, I know that you are going hard at it, man. Like five days a week, you're interviewing all these people. What have you learned about yourself? Um, and what has the podcast done for you in your business? Yeah, I mean – First of all, what it's done is just, like I said, it's helped get out of obscurity. It's helped get more attention. I, I've built an audience now on the podcast that, you know, zero people knew who I was. And now regularly 2,500 to 3,000 tune in every day. And um, I got into podcasting simply about a year ago or so. And I was listening to Entrepreneur on Fire, which I'm sure a lot of you have heard of. And I sat back and I'm like, I'm interested to see if I could get on that show. Like, I'm wondering what that would do. And I went on the show, um, and what came out of it when it aired was our business did an extra $10,000 that month. And it was sort of just like a moment in my head. I'm like, all right, well, I got to start getting into this more. I'm wondering if I could start my own, do something similar, but have my own take. So I started to reach out to people. I didn't have a website. I didn't have a name. No one knew who I was. I just started to out cold cold call people, essentially, or cold email people. And people started saying yes. Um, so my idea went from one day a week to two days a week to three days a week. And I'm the type of person that I need to, to get up in the morning and be excited about something. So I said, you know what? 
screw it. I'm going five days a week on it and I'm going to stick to it. And what I found, the reason why I kept doing that and I'll keep doing that is I get to speak to amazing people, successful people, happy people, people who are fulfilled every single day. And I get to tap into how they got to that point, how they get themselves there. And it helps my audience, but I mean, shit, it helps me more than anyone else. And that really gets me up out of bed and fired up. And uh, I think we're over 130 episodes now and uh, continuing to grow. So it's super exciting, but it's just going back to business. It's just how do you get attention? Podcasting is just one tool to help you get attention. Hey, Logan Tyler Nelson here. I would so appreciate it if you took some time to hit the subscribe button. I really want to just honestly live and give. Why? Because I was told when I was young that if you're feeling down, the best way to feel better is by lifting someone up again. So in an effort to make someone feel less alone, please hit the subscribe button so the podcast has a better chance of being found and making someone feel less alone. And if you're feeling down, hey, it can help you. Know that by hitting that subscribe button, you just did someone a huge favor. So thank you for hitting that subscribe button. I love it. So what's your, um, let's kind of get behind the curtains and talk about your process of, so, okay, you found a guest. Uh, all right. And now what? Would you do some research on them? Do you prepare for sure. questions? Yeah. Where do you go with that? For sure. So I, I mean, my, uh, work ethic a lot comes from, comes from sport. And I always say that in terms of my preparation for things, I always try to be really prepared and, and know who the person is. So yeah, I reach out, I do some research, I look at their strengths, and then I try to build a conversation around that. Um, at the beginning, I had a structure, like a really set structure. I asked essentially four questions, and there were some fillers in between. But you know, when you start podcasting, I don't know if anyone's tried to even shoot a video on their phone for the first time. Like it's hard. I think the first uh, 15 podcasts I did, I always laugh. I did them shirtless because I was sweating so much and nervous but <laughs> right like i can it, just it, imagine you sitting there behind the mic to be uh, totally honest with you dude we did our recording yesterday i was just there by boxers like wow this is the <laughs> life i have right now <laughs> that's it and i'm sitting there i'm like oh, i'm sweating i'm nervous and you have like so much doubt but one thing i did i'm like you know what i'm just gonna commit to it and when you commit the things and you stick with it and you have that attitude and you just focus on on progress and not perfection and don't worry about the results. Just worry about how can I get better today? How can I become a better interviewer? How can through reading books I can you know, establish a better vocabulary to help convey my message? Like These are things that I try to do. And uh, just from that, um, now we're starting to make some money on the podcast, which is super exciting on its own. But I mean, it's generated tons of business. And, and the best thing about it is it's allowed me to share my story. And I think that more people have a story to tell, but don't know how to tell it and don't have a place to share it. And I think by sharing your story, even if it's not as powerful as someone else, it will help somebody. And I think the more that we can share our stories and the more that we can learn from those, I think the better off we are. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I think, uh, 
actually, I don't think I know this as a fact, that you don't need a PhD or another license or another certificate to give you perspective in life or to give someone just the time of the day to listen to their story because you may not have the answers it's kind of like that that sort of like girl relationship that sometimes the girl just come home she vents and you as a male go you think to yourself okay i'm gonna i'm gonna give her the best answer ever i'm gonna solve all her problems right and then all of a sudden what happens is you try to solve all of her problems and then she says to you you know sometimes i just need someone to listen to Mm mm-hmm and I want, or I sometimes I just need someone to talk to and someone to listen to me. And I think that's the best part of podcasting and the best part of just being there for somebody. Um, if they're doing it for business, if they're doing it at the end of the day, all I want is for someone to go, Hey, I know you're there for me when I'm like, not sure where to go when I, I when I quit golf, you know, and I don't know where to go or, you know, I quit my business because, it's just not working out or, you know, I, I, I break up with this person because I've realized that it's not the right person for me. I like to be that as a podcaster or to be that, be that for a friend even like that is the kind of customer that I want to have too. You know what I mean? Definitely. Um, so it teaches it you how to do both, you know? So yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, dude, I love it. I love your podcast too. It's a great, great t- check it out. Anyone that's listening right now, the daily grind, I'll have another moment where you can, you know, plug, all, <laughs> plug all your shameless plugs at the end. But, Thanks, um, I want to, I want to ask you this cause you know, I want to go into scratching the surface curiosity questions where it's just like questions that I have just gathered up throughout the week because of my research of you and I'm going in my head and I'm thinking, I got to ask him this question. So mm-hmm. whenever you're ready, man, we'll go into that. Let's do it. All right. Let me get a nice drink of my water before we go into that. All right. The first question I want to ask you is you had a thought about yourself and maybe it was embarrassing to have, or you're, you're ashamed by having it. But you know deep down it's just a thought. And um doesn't mean that you are this person. It's just, you know, a negative thought and everyone has them. What was that thought? I think a lot of people have it, but it's it's that you're not good enough. Um, I think we live in 2018 where it's so easy to compare yourself to someone. You go online and you see someone's highlight reel of their lives and you think that, you know, just because you went to Jamaica and that person got to go to the Bahamas that they're having a better time than you and you buy a new car and you get in the car and you drive it for a week and then you're like, well, shit, it's not as exciting as it once was. And now you're looking for the next car and you're always looking, people are always looking for more. And uh, by doing that, you're never really fulfilled yourself. You think that you're not good looking enough. You think that you're not in shape. You think that you're not eating healthy enough or your relationship isn't strong enough. All these things go through your head. And I mean, like, to be honest, I still go through that. Like, I, I think that it's important that if someone says that they, they don't compare themselves, like they're lying. (laughs) You wake up every day and at some point you're going to look at yourself and go, shit, I wish I was here. But I think just taking a minute out of your day just to be thankful for where you are and what you have is really powerful to know that you are enough and you have enough 
and you may not be exactly where you want to be, but you're ahead of where a lot of people are and you have a roof over your head and you have food that can go into your belly. And if you just want something more, then you just have to work towards that. But not feeling for me, it was that feeling of like, I'm not good enough. Gosh, dude, you are not alone in saying that. I, I say at the end of my episodes, every episode, I, I say you matter and you're enough just because I think we forget it. <laughs> we so easily forget it. And uh, actually, the whole comparison thing, I want to call out a person that I know we both know, uh, Justin Schneck. And uh, he, I asked him that question about comparison. And, and he somehow, uh, dude, he outsources me. He outsources his com- comparison thing. He doesn't do it, he says. Um, so, dude, <laughs> I would calling him out. He's lying. <laughs> you're calling I him love, out. I love Justin, <laughs> but Justin, you're lying. <laughs> I love it. I hope he does. Just kidding. This. I love Justin. No, he's the man at interviewing. He's the man that just, I mean, he's a baller for sure. Um, but I've got to ask you this, man. Um, and I want you to really think hard about this uh, because I know you're open, but what's one thing most people don't know about you? Mm. Um, I can go down a couple of roots. I think that most people don't know that at one point when I was a young adult, I was abused um, physically and sexually. And it's tough to say still. Um, it's something that's that's very difficult. And it's even tough for people to hear, like even people I know and they hear it and they're like, ah, you know, like I, I, you have that feeling. But um it's just, you know, that, that's something that most people don't know about me. And now I want to get that message out because I realize that there may be more people in that same situation as me. And like anyone listening who maybe has had that, like you're not alone. There's people out there. I was a star. I was athlete of the year in my high school. I got a full scholarship. It still happens. And knowing that it's not your fault, like there's no, really nothing you can do. I, I went through a point in time where I was always like doubting myself saying, what if I did this differently? And you know, why me? Why me? And I remember working with someone and she just flat out said, Colin, you know, why not you? And I, you know, I attribute that comment more to my success than anything else ever is why not you? And it shifted my mindset to know that I can deal with this and I have a choice whether to let my past consume what I'm doing or create a better future and be happy and get past this and I decided the latter and things changed for me and that's the really the attitude I take with everything you know why not me if something bad happens why not me if something if I want something I'm like you know what why not me why can't I get that and uh, I think that's something that I'll always take with me wow man um, that's gonna make someone feel less alone right there is to or at least give them some uh, some fuel to open up and go, hey, like I also was sexually abused and I need to tell somebody about it. Because I tell you what, like confession, whatever, you know, religious uh, practice you may have in life, mm-hmm. I think anybody, um, to just get it off your chest, uh, even though it wasn't your fault, you know, even if it was just a bad accident that happened to you. But it does ultimately change you and when it just lives inside of you, um, that's why, like, I think authors and speakers and philosophers and all those people that we look up to, like Mother Teresa and Gandhi, we look up to them because they just let it out. 
they 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 told the world their troubles they told the world about their successes uh whether it was through writing or speaking so i want to say thank you so much for just saying that and um you know one of my uh, heroes is lewis Howes, and mm-hmm. he, he was you know sexually abused and um and uh you know he he talks about that in his book and I, I love it, and I think he gave a lot of people the permission to talk about their struggle, too, with it. Um, but when I talk about a mentor, who is someone that uh, you constantly go back to when you're like, you know, you've been acting like an idiot for the last few days, and uh, they, they straighten you out, or maybe they just make sense of the world again when you, you feel confused? Uh, definitely my father. Um, I have the privilege that we have a great relationship. We work together. I get to see him on a daily basis and, um, he's the hardest worker I know. He's 65 years old and he works harder than anybody I know. He puts my work ethic to the ground and just being able to see that every day, him get up, him get at it, um, not settling, always looking to improve himself and what he does. I mean, if I'm up one morning and I'm not motivated, he gets my ass up um, just by thinking, you know what, I got to get to the office and Paul's there and I got to beat him there today. So um, it's, you know, he's definitely someone that motivates me every day. Man, wow. Uh, that's awesome. I, I hope he really hears that. I hope he gets to hear this uh, one day and maybe he already knows it, but um, just reassurance how amazing definitely. that is. Um, so awesome. Uh, you know, I've, I've dealt with significant bouts of depression, as I've talked about on the show, and I know you have too. You've been super um, transparent with that as well. And, um, you know, there was a point in my life where I just uh, didn't, I didn't really want to keep going. Um, and every now and then that keeps coming up. Um, what is it that uh, you, other than the podcast, what is it that you think uh, someone could start doing you know, just today, that's having those thoughts, just today, to get out of that mindset and to put themselves back in a place of of just knowing that there's good things to come? You just have to start with something. Like, I, I think that the times where I was in the worst place mentally was when I was sitting at home on my couch or in my bed, sleeping in, and letting my thoughts consume me. And that is like the worst thing that you can do. And just getting up, like when people, a lot of people say that they want to get fit, right? And everyone's dream is to get fit. But, you know, just 